Look, I'm not here permanently. Your boy, Evan Ayers, is in San Francisco trying to get HIV. That's why I heard. This is a rumor mill. I did everything in my power not to be old school. I asked for one thing, one indulgence that was to do the theme song the way we're used to doing the theme song. Speaking of indulgences, she's here, she's queer. Where am I going to go with this? Which one am I going to go with? Springfield, Missouri. Our resident drag queen, Jimmy Anti. Hello, Jimmy. Hi, Joe. Or are you George? We'll never know. You'll never know. We'll never know. Speaking of... From Harlem, New York. (laughs) Live from the Cotton Club. Have you been to the Cotton Club, Jamila? Jamila's a raw, by the way. I have been to the Cotton Club. They do gospel brunches on Sunday. Oh, really? Yeah, it's lit. Does it feel old when you're in there? It smells old. Oh, does it? Ugh. A little, but you know, it's it's a landmark. It's a landmark. Speaking about old black clubs, he's in Washington, D.C. without his partner in crime, yet he was able to turn on his microphone. Give it up for the one, the only, George Munoz. Hello, George. How are you? Hi, Daddy Joe. You missed your voice so much. Uh, well, I didn't miss being here. Look, I love having the day off. I usually, I'm here I as a your honest thing. Yeah, look, you know, I, I it, it's kind of one of these things where, like, like, I missed you guys. I missed yelling at George. I missed all that fun stuff. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm all like, wow, I have nothing to do right now. I can just yell at Lori Rockenkamp and do all those fun things and uh, not have to worry. It, it, was, it was also hard because I actually, I will be honest with you. I really like uh, not knowing the rumors. Uh, yeah. But it, I mean, I feel like at this point, it was kind of obvious, to me at least, who the next person was going home. Well, Even yeah. if and I that, hadn't read yeah, it. That, and that's kind of how I feel about this week when I hear the Because you guys do it per episode, right? You guys don't do it the whole thing. You, so you, you, I assume that we I, we can't do any spoilers right here. But I assume that we know who's going to go home next. I mean, I, I can only assume. We know. I don't know yet. I learn on this show. Oh, do you? And, and, <laughs> Along with everyone else. No, yes. let me ask you this question. I really don't know. I, everyone should know. I listen every single week. But as soon as we get to the rumors, I bail because I don't want to know the rumors. So have you guys been spot on? Uh, I would say like this is George, by the way. I would say like ninety five percent of the time we've been right. Oh, have right. You, have you missed? I, I feel like the home. only time they've been wrong is when the per- the eliminated person uh, who they're singing against. I yeah. think there oh. might have been one time we were like and, wrong on who it was going to be, and maybe a song. I think we were wrong on one song too. But. Oh, very. That's a pretty good mm. track record. Now, uh, that I actually do like that track record a lot. So, I speaking of last week, we saw uh, Cheryl Hole. Got to go up in front of her namesake, Cheryl Cole, and the girls had to design a, a water bottle brand, right? After their own brand. 
I have a whole podcast where I talk about my opinion, so no one cares about that. But let's go around the horn and find out. Just give me a, a, a your. We're going to go a little bit more in depth than that, but uh, give me your sort of quick take just right now, Jimmy, on the episode. What were your thoughts on the episode in general? Did you, what did you do? You like it? Not like it? What's going on? Yeah. So I really love with the branding challenges when they have the girls like create a product and really brand it, and then they have to create the commercial for it. I think like the best example of it, like the example that all seasons can strive to recreate is I think it was season five where they did the fragrances. Oh yeah. Set of a dragon um, episode. That, eight. It's so iconic. It's yeah. such an iconic episode. All of the commercials are really entertaining for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. All of the girls did a great job of really branding themselves. Um, and that's just a really great episode. So I just love the concept of this episode. And I thought a lot of the girls did a really great job. Um, So I'm always excited to see it. However, I do think after we heard that we found out all the girls can sing, Mm -hmm. we also kind of learned that they might be better than the U.S. girls at some things. (laughs) They're worse in some other ways. And I think this episode kind of showed that they might not have as clear ideas of characterizations for their drag personas as the U.S. girls might. Yeah, that's a very good point. Very interesting point. Jamila, uh, disagree with Jimmy. Fight with him, please. I want to have some conflict. Um, hmm. How can I be a contra? You're an angry um, black woman. That should be very easy. Just pick on something. Um, I don't know. I honestly <laughs> don't well, know. I, I agree well, with let him. let me tell you, Jamila. I agree. I agree completely. It's this episode wasn't that great. And I feel like some of the girls didn't just didn't get the point of the challenge. You know, like I feel like once you nail down the point of a challenge, you can kind of figure out a plan of attack. Um, There wasn't very many funny ones. I loved the Vivians, though. Hers was probably. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) I think she had the best one. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought Div- I thought the Vivian and then Davina was like second. Okay. I the hot do- the the fish and chips one was funny, but it was I was more repulsed than anything. Mm-hmm. Speaking of angry black women, George, what were your thoughts? Yes, I thank you. Um, I I thought the episode was just okay. All right, I, finally, thank you, Jesus. Okay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I thought it was just okay. Um, I understand. Brett, I understand why you like those episodes, like these types of episodes where they need to show who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I always feel like it's typically a miss for me um, because for reasons why um, the UK queens, like they, they didn't grasp like their characteriza- characterizations very well. I feel like that ref- it's the same in the US too. And I, I don't typically like love these episodes. But I don't hate them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the win should have gone to... Um, to the Vivian. So I thought that was good. Davina's was fine. And then it just trailed off really quickly from there. Um, and I mean, I agree to what, who would home as well. So it was just a fine episode. When I say that, when when I say that there's no point to the, they are that they didn't understand the point to the challenge. It's like, it's a commercial for yourself, you know? So it's really to see like who you are. The water is just like a subtext, you know? Mm -hmm. And I felt like some Queens got that and some Queens just didn't. They were literally trying to sell water. Uh, Yeah. I, this is George again. Um, I, I actually think this is a really difficult challenge for them. Uh I will say that because 
typically like the queens are given like a book or like a i think in one season there was like a presidential campaign or something right something yeah, like so that, I think that like, was where uh, they had season four wasn't it uh, uh, I think I thought Bob was in in that. Season. What was the one? They, they did one. They did one for both election. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. there we are. I feel like that would have been easier. But like doing a bo- a bottle of water. Like, could you imagine having to do a bottle of water? I think it would be easy. These girls just were shit. <laughs> here's, okay. Here's the thing. I'm in film school, so literally every oh, day of my life, oh, I'm like, well. I'm hit over the head uh-huh. with the concept of okay, Joe. I wish I could mute your track. I could. Um, <laughs> I'm hit over the head with the idea of like stories, beginning, middles, and ends. And like, I, I think you literally all you have to do is apply that, the simple concept. Your commercial needs to have a beginning, middle, and end. And that's it. Like, if you have those elements, like if you tell a quick little story and you have a very clear character it doesn't even have to represent you you can take a shred of your identity as a drag performer and put it into this character for this commercial and make sure it follows the story structure and it could have been good and these girls were really just like kind of like thinking of different bits that could be funny and then put them all in there and it just yeah it ended up being messy for a lot of them i feel you can make the same joke about film students that you make about the vegans and um crossfit people <laughs> which is like it was just a little it was a light film school flex so let him have yeah, it yeah it, it, i'm going okay well i yeah i literally go to missouri state university so it is nothing special not a flex whatsoever okay calm just down his, yeah just throwing his education in our faces calm down steven spielberg <laughs> you know you know I, I, I just realized i forgot to ask how was y'all's weekend, by the way? I was, I'm trying to channel George there. He was always into y'all. How, how was y'all. your weekend, George? My weekend was good. Um, Let me was- guess. You went to brunch with a bunch of white gays and you did some kickball. All right. Okay. <laughs> Next question, then. I'm just kidding. Um, one, yes, I did do that twice. But yes. <laughs> Yesterday. But now, you know what? My kickball season is over. Okay. So uh-huh. the, I'm going to put the white gaze back on the shelf for okay. a few months and yeah. then we'll see them in the spring. Uh-huh. But yesterday was really cute. I had off and my boyfriend had off as well. And like we had like a whole little sober day. We went to the National Mall. We went to um, uh, the Gallery of Art. Mm-hmm. And then went to a modern art museum. And then we went to sushi. We did a little bike ride. Then Do you guys hold hands hall. in public? Yes. Oh. Especially on the National Mall because oh. um, a lot of tourists who are Trump supporters, mm-hmm. they flock there. Mm-hmm. And so I like doing the most I can to make them feel uncomfortable because mm-hmm. this is our city and not theirs and they're visiting. And do they ever st- so, you, do you get stares or no? Stairs, yeah, but they never say anything. Oh. I want. Oh, to. he's a two-person pride parade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, My boyfriend and I went on vacation to DC this summer, mm-hmm. and we were holding hands. It was near the White House, and we got called faggots. That's crazy. It's crazy. Those people were not from DC. I promise you. Oh, absolutely not. After we check in with Jamila, I want to get. I, I know this is not old school rumor mill, but I want to talk about that little kid who beat the shit out of that other kid. <laughs> I want yes. to talk about that in a second. Jamila, how was your weekend? What'd you do? Um, what did I do? What did I do? Oh, actually, I, have I went a to guess. the cutting. 
I went to the cutting room for the first time, um, mm-hmm. which is a music venue, and I saw my friend Dolette sing. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's my friend from Georgia. She's got an amazing voice. But also, uh, wh- two of the members from one of my favorite bands, the Talking Heads, were there. Oh. And so it was cool. I got to meet them. Yeah. And they're friends with Dolette. So, like, I really got to meet them. I wasn't like being. It wasn't just like, yeah, they were, yeah, hi, my name's Jamila. You know, Jamila, right. let me ask you a question. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if this ever come up on the show before, but. You like all kinds of music. You're like an audiophile. You I love like, every there's yeah. not a genre of music that I don't like. But do you ever come under fire from like let's say other black people that are like, "Oh, why are you liking that like white people music or like I know you're a big Radiohead for instance fan." Yeah, absolutely. But I feel like there's a Radiohead song that like a person who loves hip hop and R&B would love. Just like I feel like there's, you know, I don't know. I feel like especially in my family, our palettes were really wide. Like we listened mm-hmm. to my parents listen to Fleetwood Mac. My parents listen to, um, you know, my dad loves the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like a certain kind of rock. I feel like there's a spectrum. <laughs> there is like, you know, a spectrum of what black people will listen to and won't listen to and the closer it is to traditional black music the more they'll likely to be into it which is why you know like people like black people love sting you know so it's like they do nobody yeah absolutely well, not, maybe that. maybe not maybe not sting the police oh, black okay, people okay. love the police yeah right. not necessarily sting let me clarify yeah. but um but yeah i never felt judged mm-hmm. like why are you listening to that if anything sometimes my palate skews a little too white mm-hmm. and i'll be in the car with some of my black friends and they're like we can't we can't do this yeah. like please please do not make us listen to ben folds five and i'm like all right i okay <laughs> jamila i would honestly say the same to you yeah 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 see you know and i understand <laughs> i understand and i won't i won't you know make people endure it I know George. George's playlist pretty much sounds like town on a weekend. But Jimmy, what kind of music do you listen to? Um, I listen to a lot of different genres. Recently, a lot of the music I've been listening to has been like just for the sake of memorizing it, so I can mm-hmm. perform it. So it's mm-hmm. been like a lot of pop music, which mm-hmm. I love. But I'm also really into my favorite genre is probably like alternative. Um, yeah like alt j i love lana del rey i love i mean i feel like your drag is very alternative oh well yeah well you know what's so funny i love that i was listening to one of our uh one of our patreon shows called bring it to the runway which has jimmy and uh also drag queen yee on it and again whenever i want to feel old i listen to either this show or that show and they brought up some drag queen. Ye, Jimmy, maybe you remember. Ye brought up some drag queen. I mean, I'm sorry, some um, not drag queen. I'm sorry, some singer or some musician. And it had, and she had just made an album, and then the video, or maybe on the track, Aquarius on the track, along with somebody oh, else. Oh, Brooke Candy. Yeah, and I was like, who the fuck are they talking about? Oh yeah. Do you know who that is, she's, Jorge? Yeah, she's Brooke Candy's been around for like. Yeah, probably five years at least. Jamila, do you know who that is? She came out. I know what she looks like. She's really like she's really pale. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I've heard of her name, but I could not tell you what she sings. I don't know her music at all. Yeah, she they, sings they, opulence, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. There we are. Look at Did me. Did she make that after the uh, uh, drag race? Nope. She Instant. started. She started black drag culture. Honestly, 
She did oh, that okay. five years ago. Gotcha. <laughs> Maybe that's what she does. That's a really smart move to make is just watch Paris is burning to make music from it and then be like, they see, there you go. Ruin. Ruth's been doing They do. <laughs> Jamila, do you, do you get, because uh, well, actually I never asked this question. What is the ethnic background of your husband, Jamila? He is black. He is a biracial black person. Okay. <laughs> his dad is black and his mom's white. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I never. Now, does he listen to any he's of these the, shows? He's, or he's the Mariah. He's the Mariah Carey of husbands. What What does he think of you doing all of these uh, podcasts and whatnot? He He's like very supportive of it because he thinks it's uh, great that I'm doing something. I love that that how low that bar is. <laughs> That's a good question. You, you, like he's like, oh, you know, you're busy doing your your podcast thing on Mondays. Like, good for you. But but you know, here's here's the thing: is what because you, you all are partnered up. Like, what does Russell think of the podcast, uh, George? Um, he doesn't listen to it, but he's very supportive of it. Uh-huh. He was actually telling me how he was. I actually don't talk about our podcast very much. That's good. In, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. my friends. Mm-hmm, that's good. I'm glad, um, glad to hear that. But I just think it's separation of church and state. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, All these gay queens we could be adding, adding to the listenership. and They could. Like, they would listen just to make fun of me. Um, but he was, this weekend, he was telling all of our friends to make sure he, we listen. They listen. Oh, oh that's, that's so cute. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy, what's your boyfriend's name? His name's Hunter. Oh my god, that is the whitest person's name ever. And he's pretty white. He has red hair. <laughs> yeah. What what does he think of the podcast and your because you you just ventured into this podcasting thing. Yeah, I mean he's super supportive of literally anything. But it, I mean, yeah, he's like, okay. And when I'm like, I'm gonna go do a podcast, he's like, I'll be quiet. Oh, so is he there right now? Yeah, he's at home. Oh, okay. in another room. Now, Jimmy, the reason not, we, we have you on because we love you, but also, uh, you know, one of the reasons we love having you on is to give your sort of drag queen perspective, especially on the looks. And the looks were, what was the category this week on the looks, Jimmy? Okay, well, you got me on the spot here. So. You just did a podcast about it like two days ago. Yeah, and then I rinsed my mind of it all. Oh, a brief it, was, second. Um, it was like raining, rain, oh, like oh, rainy, yeah. rainy day, rainy Eleganza. day, rainy day, Eleganza. It was boring. That's why I didn't remember. Yeah. Do you uh, do you remember the looks? Did you have any thoughts on, or about any looks in particular that you remember? Yeah, I, I have them pulled up now. I just wasn't in, like super impressed by any of them. None of them were like super amazing. I think Cheryl Hole like looked the best like in terms of just like looking at the queens mm-hmm. um i don't think any of them like went above and beyond the vivian like took a risk and then it didn't pay off i don't think mm-hmm. i thought it was kind of not executed well yeah um i wasn't super impressed i remember i said on bring it to the runway i listened to rupaul's podcast what's the tea yeah and they released an episode with I think it was Graham Norton maybe, but it was one of the recurring judges. Yeah. And it was an episode that they had recorded as they were filming the finale, but they released it like before the first episode premiered. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of like talking secretively, like trying not to give too much away. But what he did say, he was like, you know what? There are a few runways where there are no good looks to look at, but the queens know how to perform. And I think this is one of those runways that he was talking about where there's just not much to really mm-hmm. sink your teeth into. Well, how much is there really to do with that kind of theme? Jamila, what were your thoughts on the looks? Mm, 
I like Cheryl Cole's look. It was just, um, or Cheryl Hole's look. It was just way too short, and the panties were weird. Mm-hmm. I loved, I love the Vivian's rain look. Look, it was just looked so like Wicked Witch of the East. Like mm-hmm. it just looked so cool. But everybody else's was pretty forgettable. All right, very good. And what, George? What about you? So very quickly, I yeah. have a few thoughts. Oh wow! Um, okay. I think I agree with both. Brett and Jamila about mm-hmm. the Vivian. I think the it paid off for the Vivian because she stood out. And I think that's why she won. She won, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> promise I watch this and sober. No, no, everyone um, should know before we started this, I was like, what happened in this episode? Like, for some reason, this episode is very forgettable to me. But go ahead, George. It is. It is very forgettable. I I don't think the Vivian's was executed as well as it could have, mm-hmm. but it it stood out so much that I think it it helped her. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually did not. I wasn't obsessed. I didn't hate Cheryl Hole's yeah. look. I thought it's similar to Blues. Mm-hmm. Um, they literally could have been the same outfit. I couldn't tell. Um, and then Bagas was just fine. The Vivian. Honestly, like yawn because not, not the Vivian. Um, uh, who am I missing right now? Red hair. Um, no one. Okay, Davina De Campo. Davina De Campo. Oh. Sorry, I blew. I was confused Davina too. DeCampo. I was like Vivian. <laughs> Davina De Campo. Yawn. If you look, if you stay up to date with any of the other queens who've gone home already, mm-hmm. they all three were doing yellow looks, and like, there are three of them were doing yellow looks, and like it was just not original. That's my quick take. I, I like that quick take. Now, I'm going to be honest with you guys about something. Everyone should know. I'm always – this is what I bring to the show is my honesty, right? Like, for instance, we all know that I uh, hate listener Luke Stamen. Like, I have a restraining order against him. I'm always very honest on this show. <laughs> the other thing that I'm very honest about, though, is I feel – this is what I feel like right now. I want you guys to weigh in here. And then we're going to get to some... There's a lot of drag news this week, weirdly. Is... I feel like every time I listen to this show, y'all are having so much fun and laughing. And right now it feels like the teacher walked in. (laughs) And you guys are all like... You know what it actually really feels like? Remember when the teacher would have like someone come in and check on the teacher? And so all the kids well, super behave. Yeah, go ahead, Jamila. Well, stop your pussy up, Joe. Shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm excited. I was having a good time. I wasn't getting that. Oh, really? And I'm going to tell you, Joe. Yeah, th- I think this is some internalized shit because yeah, no, I, think, like, no, I have. No, I think, no, honestly, this is a <laughs> no, compliment. No, here we go. Hold this is accountable. This is a compliment to Evan. I feel Evan brings the fun, you know? And I um, uh-uh. Fun I hope Evan listens to this. No, he does not bring the fun. No, no, no. <laughs> Evan is 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 amazing. Joe, yeah. you're great too. But as soon as you said you feel like you're the teacher, it's, I feel like we're in the middle of like stand and deliver. <laughs> you're well, the it, teacher. Well, yeah. It, come on, kids. You know, I <laughs> I can rap with y'all. You know. Anyway, um, any any got anybody good memes we can talk about? But let me tell you this: is 
uh, but like on the other show, you guys are all talking over each other. I mean, I mean, like, well, also, that, that, also for, to to you know to like stick up for you. This was a very boring episode, and there true. wasn't much to say about it. That's true. That's a, that's a very good point. But we, the point is, we miss Evan. That's the point. Yes. You yes. Know? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Uh-uh. I'm not. Don't, I'm not with y'all. I'm just kidding. I miss Evan. Oh, do you really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, honestly, fuck you. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, Evan. It's. Odd to say, but we miss you. I'm actually a pig. I'm a pig trapped in a boy's body. <laughs> I love that quote so much. I wish you guys had a soundboard so you could just play it. There are times I think it's a, it was appropriate. Can you can you send me um, the MP3 for that? I want to make that my oh your ringtone for him. Or something? My ringtone. Yeah, yeah. I, can I was trying to think ring, ringtone or oh yeah, specifically for Evan's text. Let's do that. Yeah. You know what? Oh yeah, I'll make a little like uh, ringtone too. Like you can use whichever one you want. I'm not going to only send that, but yeah. You know, you know what we didn't can talk you, about. And I can you give it. me? Can you give me the uh, "Give Me Your Money, Broke Bitch" yeah. soundbite? Because I want to put it like to music. Oh, okay. Yes. You're gonna put that to music Ooh, too. All right, give me money, you broke bitch. You're fucking broke. I bet your pockets don't even have shit in them. Yeah, I want a like a bitch track remix. Yeah, so you know we didn't talk about and, 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 and again on the, anyone should know in the old in season one of the rumor mill we used to do gay news and I, I know we don't do that here now but um, but I want to talk about that kid that beat the living shit out of that little fucker uh, in that high school and I wanted to get y'all's thoughts on that. Uh, let's start with Jamila. Um, there's nothing to say, but it was incredible. It was, you know, uh, a queer kid standing up for himself, and I was very proud of him. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, because he is literally, I didn't think you could get wider than Evan or Jimmy, but he was the whitest kid I've ever seen in my entire life, but he had this weird black scent that I was like, where did that come from? Uh, did that offend you, Jimmy? Where is he? Oh, uh, well, I mean, where is he from? And uh, who raised him? That's a very, <laughs> like, that's, you that's know, a very... he certainly wasn't taking any shit. And, yeah. you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he was, you know, raised around some black folks. Oh, there surprised. you go. Ah, very good point. Nick, I have this weird thing. Cause, you know, uh, what were your thoughts, Jimmy, by the way, before I give my opinion? I think I definitely see what you're talking about, about the black scent that he had. Um, and I, I do think also because of his age, though, like, it is an entire different discussion of like the appropriation of like black culture and black women and black queerness by specifically like gay white people. Mm-hmm. Like that is, that's a whole different thing. But I think because it has been appropriated by white gays, white gay men, that a, the younger generation of queer people might not even know where that's coming from like they oh, might not I be see. aware mm-hmm. i you know see. what i mean so yes. i think he's putting on the example of toughness that he has seen uh-huh. and that has been yes it absolutely comes from queer people of color and women of color but he that probably it may or may not have been the reference where i think it's just his example of like toughness that's and a very good point stuff. now jimmy that's a very good point what films class did you learn that in <laughs> do the right thing. Joe, when I come to LA, we're gonna have a fist fight in the parking lot. Are you gonna be like, I'm gonna pop your yeah. ass? Is that what you're gonna say? I, yeah, I, yeah, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna recreate the fight video, and Joe's gonna call me a faggot. And I'm, I'm gonna say, that. I'm gonna pop your ass. Yeah, <laughs> call me faggot one more time. Now you know one of the things that has uh, bothered me about this. It's kind of just kind of not. 
I'm not upset. It's just sort of, oh, wait, I didn't get George's take. George, what's your take? My quick take, uh, I don't know if anyone saw it, but there was this tweet going around with a video that said, quote, when I say that this baby slapped with <laughs> slapped him with the hands of Harvey Milk and every ancestor <laughs> yes. at Stonewall, yes. I died. Um, I, that, honestly, that was the slap hurt around the world. Like, mm-hmm. I feel it in my face right now and I'm just watching it. Um, but in terms of his, like, the way he's talking, he actually reminds me of the type of gays that I went to like middle school and high school with mm-hmm. before I was out. Like this is how they all talked. That's how Evan and talked they about him, like, didn't he? They weren't like the yes queen, like mm-hmm. this, this, and that. Like it's, I think it's like because I'm, I'm from Virginia, mm-hmm. um, Southern Virginia, so like we had Southern accents, and I think it kind of sounds similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, it's kind of like how. Blanche Devereaux sounds like a lot of my aunties, you know, but she's just <laughs> she's just a southern white lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so one of the things been sort of I don't know what the right word is. Trouble is is too strong of a word, but I've been like sort of icky about is I I saw this kid social media and he's sort of like I don't know and I don't know how to feel about this. That's why I want to get your young take, your young people's take on this. Where he's sort of like so stoked on how many followers he's getting. He's like, follow me on Instagram and blah, 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 and yada, yada, yada. And he's sort of taking this into like a, a social media star and kind of way. And he is right now for a week or two. But what, what, are your te- what are your thoughts on the way he's sort of like been riding this social media wave? Uh, I love it. <laughs> I think it's great. Get those coins, Get coins. And, and show people that you don't have to take shit. Mm-hmm. I love uh-huh. it. Jimmy? Mm. Jimmy went to film school. George, can you sit in for Jimmy? What what would Jimmy say? Yeah, so in (laughs) film school, I... Wow, you sound... (laughs) You sound so much like him. It's insane. Like, I was like, oh, did Jimmy come... I really did think... I had to look at Jimmy's file right now, which he's trying to come back in the room. And I was like, is that Jimmy? Because it really was like... Yeah, back at film school when <laughs> when we were studying the works of you know Franco Zeffirelli, I remember the professor talking about you know the depth of field and how it can sort of represent uh, the eye of you know think of the director's eye and what race it is. And I'm but like, I mean, oh. but it's also just Missouri State, so don't read too far into <laughs> what I'm saying. Aww. I'm so sorry. I actually. I was- <laughs> I was in a meeting. Uh, I was all the way across town. It was so last minute, um, but I'm here now. Uh, I'm so sorry, actually. Um, Evan, yeah. can you? Tra- is the microphone on? <laughs> I fucking love this. Yeah. We should do a game where people have to guess whether that would be a have good game. We have to bring someone on the air, and I'll give them the same sentence to read, and the person has to guess whether it's Jimmy or George. Okay. They had, <laughs> and they both read the same sentence. You know what would be even better? What? If we like recorded the audio and then like sat on it for a few months and then we had to listen to it and see if we could figure it out. <laughs> that would yeah. be so funny. Yeah. I feel like, okay, I'm starting to feel like this is like identical twins where I'm starting to like be able to tell you guys apart. Mm-hmm. I, that was just yeah. that was just Jimmy speaking, right? No. Oh, shit. You gave Never me a mind. fright. 
<laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, we're going to talk about a, a few pieces of gay news, drag queen news that happened over the past week. One of them was that Jinx, and this is this transitions nicely. She wrote a tweet over the week where she addressed people who were Trump supporters but also like Drag Race. She said, "If you support Trump and claim to be a Drag Race fan, guess what? We don't want you as a fan. You don't get to enjoy our culture while you support someone who is actively trying to destroy it. You want to be a Drag Race fan? Vote for our rights as citizens." Not sorry. Here's my question. We'll go to uh, Jimmy first. Uh, he can give us a big film take on this. Can people who support Donald Trump also support Drag Race, Jimmy? No, and I'm also going to expand that to say Republicans. Yeah. But now, did you now did you guys all talk about uh, the recent ep- now? I think it, it happened before the past week, but in the recent episode of uh, Race Chasers during their hot goss segment, they both talked about the Todrick Hall situation. Did you guys talk about it on the show? I think we, we did, did right? touch on it. Oh yeah, yeah. we touched on. But it. if I you feel remember, like talked about Todrick yeah, a lot. If you remember, both Willem and Alaska were apologists for uh, Todrick. And uh, but uh, but no, no, I'm sorry. We're gonna get to that later in a different news topic. But Alaska has sort of defended this Megan McCain. Did you guys talk about her being appointed as a Rue girl? I think we did too. Okay, yeah. We look. Evan does his homework. <laughs> now, um, when with the Rue girl, Alaska sort of stepped in and said, "Yeah, like you know, well, you know, blah 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 blah." And was sort of defending Megan McCain and the appointing of her as a Rue girl. But um, well, no. She, her big take wasn't with Meghan McCain. Her problem, but her problem was with naming her a Rue girl because only people who were on the show could be Rue girls. She went to that place. But Alaska has said in the past, but you can't be Republican and support it. Jamila, what is your take? Can you support Donald Trump and support Drag Race? Um, I mean, you can because people are complex. But I completely agree with. Who was the dra- who was the drag queen who tweeted Jinx Monsoon? Yeah, yeah I completely mm-hmm. agree with her. With like, we don't want you. We mm-hmm. don't accept you as a fan. Mm-hmm. We don't, you know, like you can't kind of come into the loving embrace of this community when you're voting against, you know, their rights and yeah. their their interests. So, yeah, I mean, people are complex. People, you know, there are, um, you know, racists who love rap. But mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just it's well, a thing. Yeah. But it's but uh, you, you you we don't have to accept the people who are creating the art don't have to accept them with open arms. George, what's your That's hot completely take? okay? Yeah, I actually think Jamila put that really well, and I'm tr- I, and I'm really trying to come up with the best analogy to like a Trump or Republican, a Trump supporter or Republican who likes drag. Um, it just really highlights their privilege, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they can like it, but they don't need to be welcomed in their mm-hmm. community at all. Now, let me ask you a more community. personal question. We'll start with you, George, because you're on the mic. Could mm-hmm. you actually be friends with somebody or, or friendly with someone who supports Donald Trump or is a Republican? Absolutely hard no for me. Oh, really? What about you, Jamila? Yeah. Um, no, friends, no. Um, cordial, it, like I've had to. <laughs> I've yeah. just had to just because that is the way capitalism is set up. Like mm-hmm. you just end up finding yourself doing business with uh in, in, inadvertently like you don't even know and then you find out like oh of course that person is a republican like it makes it makes everything else make sense but like absolutely having them in my personal space like as a friend mm-hmm. as someone that i choose to interact with no 
I don't have time for it. You know, like I um, it's because it's not because that's the thing is that a lot of the things that he stands for aren't just political beliefs mm-hmm. like they are anti queer people and people of color and uh, immigrants, their right to exist. Yeah. And and it's really gross. And um, I mean, I just, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, I can't wait to look to the future to see how badly this looks from afar, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, because people just don't see it because it's in their front of their faces. Yeah. But we're going to look back on this time as like being a really dark time. Well, that's a very good point. Now, Jimmy, yeah. I only I can only imagine what your hot take is. Everyone, I, I love Jimmy's Twitter because apropos of nothing, he'll just go on these rants. So I think I know what your take is. But Jimmy, what's your thought? So you said like, could you be friends with the Donald Trump supporter? Could you be friendly with them? I imagine friends, in Missouri. No. Oh, really? I imagine in Missouri, you just kind of have to be. Um, friends with Trump supporters? Yeah. Absolutely not. I refuse yeah. to. I mean, friendly. I my point, like, yes, every day. I I probably talk to people and interact with people on the daily that are Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. But I would not put any time or effort into relationships with these people. Which yeah. that's what a friendship mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Like Jamila was saying, it isn't a political thing. Like people who are Republicans or are centrists, they're always saying like, don't let politics dictate who you can be friends with. Mm -hmm. And it's not politics. It's like humanity. Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. my identity. You are, you support policy that is inherently damaging to who I am as a human being. Um, And even if you're like a centrist Republican, like Meghan McCain, where you're socially liberal, Mm -hmm. you support financial policy that disadvantages minorities and, that's not that's like just as just as bad it's just like racism and sexism with like a mask on it's the same stuff so um gross is what jamila said and i totally Mm -hmm. agree they're gross no now you know what i I had to go oh go ahead george i was gonna say so i obviously live in dc and it's hard to like separate myself from any type of you know conservative beliefs because they're just they're in the city Mm -hmm. um because they have to be um I completely agree with you, Jimmy. Like, you know, while they might not outwardly say that they don't support me, the things that they do believe in will inherently prohibit me from existing Mm -hmm. um, or anyone in the queer community, honestly. Um, But I do, I, I, it's, it's hard. I do struggle with like, I feel like I I shouldn't be friends with them, but there, I, I, I am friends with some people on the right and they it's just it's never brought up any of our politics it's just it's just not but um i feel like there's sometimes where these like people who are conservatives it's a it's a in it's an ingrained bias like it's what it is like that makes you think that way and a lot of the things that they think are like well i have it great because i worked super hard and my parents worked super hard but they're not acknowledging the other factors that play into why other people don't have the same opportunities and when they see things that are that help us have an advantage that they've had for generations and generations it's like you're taking something away from me like you know it's just like i don't i just don't understand it and it's the same thing with like i'm almost paid off my my student loans and like i worked really hard to do that but if there's somebody who comes along and forgives everybody's student loans i'm not going to be mad i'm going to be happy that there's a more level playing field for for everyone Mm -hmm. 
Um, all right. Well, that was a very good topic. I don't want this show to become the news show. So let's now, by the way, you know, just to break up the news thing here, there's a, a listener in the chat room named Ivana Rez who has a question specifically for George. George, Ivana wants to know, what do you think about forgetting Art Pop Gate 2019? I saw that in the news that, uh, <gasps> that Gaga says she forgot, she's forgotten Art Pop or tell me, tell us about this, George. Oh, this is the first time I'm hearing about it, but, um, if I were her, I would have forgotten about it too. I'm just kidding. Um, I, Jimmy, you gasped. So can you actually tell oh, me wait, what wait, this was is that about? Jimmy? And then I'll react to it. That, that was, was Jimmy who gasped. <laughs> that was Jimmy. Yeah, gasp. I gasped. I literally um, thought it was George. I'm not even being funny. I thought George gasped and then spoke. Okay, Jimmy, go ahead. So as uh, good queer people ought to know, Art Pop is uh, Stephanie Germanata's third studio album that was released. Um, <laughs> and on, recently she has <laughs> tweeted. <laughs> oh, she has tweeted that she doesn't remember. I think she tweeted, it's, I don't remember Art Pop. <gasps> Maybe she means Which is, like those those years were a blur. Not well, everyone the is album. Everyone is everyone is shook about it, and literally, Grinder, the official account, quote tweeted her tweet and said, "That's a really funny way of spelling Joanne." <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't. I think we're still wondering like what she meant by she doesn't remember it remember yeah this is really funny okay so now this it's all coming back to me um i had about three separate friends come to me on different occasions this weekend asking art pop versus joanne and now it's all coming together why they were asking me that um obviously like this is like it was art pop was like a really hard time in her career um like her label according to her i don't know like what is true or not according to her like her label like turned against her and like stopped funding anything so she had to pay for like her last four um music videos by herself and she almost bankrupt herself by doing them and her career kind of went downhill until yeah she, she fell did, like, off after music pop. oh yeah for like a year and a half probably until she did like the sound of music at the oscars and then she finally came back but like up until then, like sh- I would have forgotten that too if I were her. Yeah, scarring. It's like it's like uh, drag you. That was a real rough spot. Oh, I I forgot about that. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, drag you was one of the most rewarding things I did during my career. Yeah, changed a lot of lives. <laughs> and then the part Michelle goes, "What'd you say about drag you? What'd you say about drag?" Hey, Michelle. Okay. Um, all right, let's just buzz through these next news stories here. Um, the one that there, there's, I would usually skip it, but these two are so interesting to me, and I want to hear you guys' takes. Did you guys see that Aja called out Katya for lip-syncing the N-word in a song? And when people said, well, maybe it's one time, she's, and, and Aja was like, no, I saw her do it multiple times on tour. I guess Mike, and they, they, they posted a video. She was commenting on a video of Katya lip-syncing the N-word. I don't know what the song is. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Do you know what the song is? I haven't yeah. seen this. I don't okay. think the concept's not new to us. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you this question. Uh, is it okay to lip sync the N-word? Uh, let's start with the most obvious person. Jimmy, you went to film school. In your <laughs> Do the Right Thing class, Did the, what did they discuss? Is it okay to lip sync the N-word? Um, there's one prerequisite, um, and it's really easy to tell if yeah. you are able to do that. Um, you need to um, look at your skin mm-hmm. and be like, oh, is this a word that people might have used against me at some point? Mm-hmm. Okay, 
I can use it or mm, I really shouldn't use this in any capacity. Yeah. All right. Very good. So if you're a, a drag performer of color, then absolutely. And if you're white like Katya, then no. George, you want to weigh in here? I completely agree with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I want to add to that is that the worst thing to do if you get accused of something that you shouldn't have do shouldn't have done is to double down on it mm-hmm. and make an excuse like, oh, it was one time. Just yeah. say sorry and not do it again. Just stop there. Now, I don't know if Jamila has an opinion on this. Jamila, do you want to weigh in? Do you have anything to say about this? Um, yeah. I don't really have any thoughts beyond, yeah, just don't do it. Don't do it. Isn't it weird, You know, though? if you yeah. wouldn't say it, you know, if you wouldn't wrap it to my face. Yeah. Oh, good point. Just don't, don't do it. Although, as a black person who loves the n-word i can imagine how hard it can be to like you know i mean it's not that hard but like you know in your head to it's just you know it's like how do you rap to gucci man without saying it um you just have to practice you have to practice what that's like if you're gonna if you have like if your plan of attack is just like putting some thought and some effort into your performance and knowing that it's coming up and just not saying it there we go. All right. Very good. From God's mouth to our ears. Is that the scene? I don't Wait, know. Wait, Audrey's Twitter has been suspended. Oh, really? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. wow. Maybe I don't know. Because I was trying to find it, and I can't find anything about it. Because mm-hmm. I know Kachi is usually pretty woke. Uh, and go, I can't find Yeah, go to our PDR drama and find the post, and they have the shot, and they have the original everything. So, That's crazy. Yeah. So go to the Reddit, the subreddit RPDR drama, which is actually where I got this next thing. And I'm actually, I really, because on the other ones, I'll be honest, I knew where you guys were going to fall. This one, I don't know where you guys are going to fall. Tamar Braxton, or is it Tamar Braxton? Did she even watch the show? She's accused of homophobia. Now, what happened was she made an Instagram post and she said something. She tells women that if your man hasn't touched you for more than three days, then he must be gay. Uh, and, uh, so there's a whole post of basically telling women that if your man hasn't slept with you in a few days, it's because he's gay and blah, 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 blah. And people have gone crazy about it and and accused her of homophobia. And I was on the fence and then a Reddit user, a very thoughtful, pensive Reddit user, uh, named Rebecca de Hornay made a very good point, and it's a little long, but I'll read it, because I thought it was a very good point, and I want to get your guys' thoughts, where she said, you know, talking about Tamar, she says, she tells women that if your man hasn't touched you for more than three days, then he must be gay. This is typical offensive defensiveness you see from straight women shockingly often, and yes, I'm a woman myself. Often occurring after a breakup or during bad times in a relationship, they probably shouldn't be even in, suggesting that any man who doesn't want to be with them must surely be gay, with gay obviously used in an insulting fashion to imply that a man is damaged or not a real man for not wanting to be with a woman, especially her. The fact that some men in that situation might actually just be losing interest in their girlfriend or perhaps getting sex elsewhere in a separate discussion, oh, is a separate discussion, but the fact that the first place many women's minds will go instead is to assume that he might be gay, and that's very telling. The fact that some women would rather assume that man is secretly gay than the more likely possible possibility that he's simply disinterested shows just how powerful an insult the accusation of being gay still is to many straight people, especially men. She goes on, but we'll leave it there. Um, my question, and we'll start with Jamila, 
What are your thoughts on Tamar Braxton saying this? Um, is, is it homophobic to say that if a man doesn't sleep with a woman, he must be gay? Do you know anything about this? What are your thoughts, Jamila? Well, by tame. By Tamar standards, my my own husband is a super homosexual. <laughs> like, <laughs> if we're just going by her rubric of yeah. uh, how you can tell someone's gay, because uh, it's been a while. Um, but I, yeah, it just it it doesn't really make any sense, and it's 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 ego it's narcissistic is what it is it's like oh well you know he doesn't want me that it just doesn't make any sense like mm-hmm. it's it's probably there's a whole myriad of things that could be the reason why he doesn't want to sleep with you and rather than address those things i agree with the the twitter user like rather than address those things it's just so dismissive you know to label someone as gay and plus you know i just i'm always against it being used as this, like a slur uh-huh. or like you know an insult all right george what are your thoughts um, so I think it, if you had to really dig into it and I had to make a choice, sure. It, I think what she said was homophobic, mm-hmm. um, in essence, okay. but I, I do feel like it's more of like a microaggression mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily like outward homophobia necessarily. Mm-hmm. And it should be a moment in her life where she should be called out for it, but she should be able to learn from it, you know? Yeah. Um, and if she, if people are not going to let her do that, then they need to start rethinking of how hard they come at people. Because if you can't come back from something small like this, yeah. then no one's ever going to be able to come back from anything. Jimmy, I'm going to ask you the same question, but I add another question that the other two can jump on later. Is a lot of people are calling on Tamar to be or Tamar to be canceled? Um, do you think this is a pro- should she be canceled? What are your thoughts on cancel culture along with this? And is she also canceled here? from what for saying this? Canceled That's- from what? But, but, like, canceled, like, what is she doing? I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Like, what show? What show is she being canceled from? What what stage is she being canceled? Well, I think she does. uh, Someone pointed out what she is doing. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, you're right. It's it's a a whole lot of nothing. Following uh, Tony around. Um, Jimmy, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, the response that you read really captures what I think pretty well. It's yeah, she's definitely like using her own insecurities. And projecting them onto men, straight mm-hmm. men. And then in the process of doing that, she's using, um, like, homosexuality as, like, a, an insult, as a jab, as, like, the undesirable thing. So, yeah, I do think it's problematic. But, like Jorge was saying, it's kind of a microaggression. And I think it's something that it was, I think she deleted the post because I went to look for it when I first heard about it. Mm -hmm. So I just think if you, she probably didn't think about it as, as someone who is, I mean, clearly she's not intentionally homophobic. She's Mm -hmm. been on drag race. Like she's a supporter of the queer community. Mm -hmm. And I don't think she was intentionally homophobic. That doesn't negate the fact that it was homophobic, what she said. So I think, and talking about, cancel culture and cancellation. I don't, I mean, look, if someone is willing to grow from their mistakes and mm-hmm. learn, yeah. um, then there's, there's nothing wrong with messing up. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as she doesn't post something similar in like two months. Like if, if she's kind of like an Azealia Banks where she mm-hmm. just keeps saying faggot, it's like, okay, let's, 
this is this is truly when you should be canceled. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it was problematic, but I don't think it's like the end of her. Mm-hmm. Nor should it be. Yeah, what are you? What's your take on cancel culture, there, uh, George? Um, so I, I am actually vocally. I'm typically vocally against cancel culture at its core um, because I, I, it, it bothers me because it implies that you have to know everything period. Like you have to know the difference between right and wrong. And if you don't, then you're canceled, Mm -hmm. you know, and it doesn't allow you to ever grow and learn from a mistake. And I don't like that because no one is perfect at all. Mm Mm-hmm. And to Jimmy's point, yes, they should eventually be quote unquote canceled if they continue making the same mistake that they're being called out for. I believe in call out culture. Yes, you should be called out and you should be reprimanded for doing something that is inherently bad, but you should be given the opportunity to correct it. Mm-hmm. Very good. And point. I think that's what cancel culture doesn't allow sometimes. Oh, very good. And Jamila, you want to jump in there on that or are we all good? Um, yeah, I agree. It was just that I just, it's very rare that people are actually canceled. You know, I haven't seen anyone's career just like take a complete unrecoverable dive. I mean, unless it's somebody like Harvey Weinstein, but I mean, like other for just like, you know, um, cultural and culturally being insensitive like faux pas i just haven't really seen anyone's career completely well let me ask you let me ask you this do you think now it's it's too early to tell we're in the middle but do you think kevin spacey is done he's a toast okay kevin spacey but yeah but that's what i mean well like for like um for like sexual crimes you Mm -hmm. know i have seen people's career just kind of like you know nosedive but even even uh louis ck is still getting gigs it's like i believe in call out culture for sure but i think for some people who are feel like they're being criticized they're like oh i'm being canceled oh i'm being canceled and it's Mm -hmm. like i don't really think that anyone ever really truly gets canceled and i think sometimes call out culture feels like cancel culture to Mm -hmm. some people right Right. like jeffree star and shane dawson just sold millions of units of that makeup palette and both of them have been very racist and, and they're the biggest for it. they're the biggest people who are against cancel culture or like you know protest yeah, against it and saying true. i'm being attacked i'm being attacked Wait, i don't think it really yeah. exists which is funny because i asked shane for a comment and he did comment i have it right here i'm actually a pig i'm a pig trapped in a boy's body <laughs> Which is really odd that he knew the show so well. All right. Well, why don't we leave it there? we got to get to the rumors. We will be – now, everyone listening, we're going to take a break right here. But when we come back, if you don't like rumors, if you don't like to hear spoilers, get the fuck out. Because after this break, when we come back, we're talking about the rumors. We'll be back right after this. And we're back. Uh, actually, uh, we're going to throw to George here because I don't do the rumors. I mean, I'll be here. I'm going to stick around, but I'm going to let George drive uh, and uh, let him handle the rumors part of the show. But again, one more time, one more warning. If you don't like rumors, if you don't like spoilers, get out. I don't know why you would sit through a commercial to then hear me tell you to go away, but just another warning. I don't want to fucking hear it. George, I'm going to give it to you. All right, Joe. Thank you for giving it to me. I love it. Again, if y'all don't like rumors, take y'all's AirPods out of your ears, shut your computer, turn off your car radio, 
however you listen to this. There's not that many rumors. It is the second to last episode. Mm-hmm. But here we go. All right. So in this upcoming episode, the top four queens are going to be making over their family members and actress. I'm going to pronounce her name wrong. Michaela, My- Michelle Cole from um, Bubblegum. Michaela Cole. Michaela Cole. There we go. Yep. Um, so I she's like going to be on the judges panel this week. Oh, Michelle. Yeah. I think she is one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Like her oh my god, stunning bone uh, structure. I don't think you stood in front of a mirror to die for. Oh, stop! I said one of. Oh, okay, one of. Among <laughs> <laughs> them, I was talking to Jim. Her accent, yeah, it's her accent. Uh, okay. Sorry, go- I'm sorry, right. George. All right, so apparently Davina DeCampo will be taking next week's win, and the Vivian is also going to do really well. So that means that the bottom two queens are my girl Cheryl Hall and Bag of Chips. And it, I, correct me if I'm mistaken, but I think it's going to be Bag of Chips' first time in the bottom two, correct? Yes, oh, the silence says yes. Well, yes, it is. But did, All right. Do you guys yeah. know that we played a joke on Evan? Did you guys hear about this? No, I heard. I saw something in the chat room. Okay, so last week uh, Evan came on. I did a little bonus episode for the Patreon people because you know Evan loves Drag Race UK, loves it, right? And I'm just, I think Jamil and I have sort of the same opinion. Like to me, it's fine. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's the great. There are people out there who are like, this is the greatest season since season six, and I'm like, it's 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 fine. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy it, but I don't think it's the greatest season since season six. And um, so I was asking I'm them, definitely kind of it being fans of a few girls, but like I yeah. overall, I don't care. Like yeah. I'm glad that I'm getting to meet some new girls. But that's yeah, it. exactly. I'm in. The, I'm in the same boat as you. And so I had him come on to talk, and we just sort of debated it. But it, it he just sort of mentioned that he hadn't seen the episode yet. So I just thought I'd throw it out there and ask him what he thought about the fact that you know Baga went home. And then he was just what? He goes, no, no, we 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 had it that 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 blue went home. I go, no, no. I go, I go, Evan. He goes, I don't believe you. I go, Evan. I have the audio right here. Baga talking in untucked about how she's gonna throw in the towel. She doesn't know the words. And I played the audio of Baga. Remember when Baga thought she was in the bottom two, and she's like, I don't know the words. <laughs> I played it for him, and he was like, I'm honestly shook. I just. I don't, I don't know. I don't, oh my God. And he like, he didn't want to watch the episode for a few days. He was so upset. And uh, yeah, so that's what he was. So I'm, I, I I think they were asking Evan what his response to the prank was. But anyway, go ahead. So go, I'm sorry. So yeah, it is Bagga's first time in the bottom two. And Bagga goes home. I'm just kidding. Um, so apparently both Bagga Chips and Cheryl um, do really poorly in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so we shall see how that goes. Um, but after the lip sync, which I actually don't know what the song is going to be. And mm-hmm. if anyone knows, you can chime in. Um, I have a guess on who's going home. Well, do you? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, what's... A wild guess. <laughs> Let's tell, why don't you tell everyone this this little secret, Jamila? I think it's Cheryl Hole. <laughs> oh, my God. It is. Oh, Oh, I never thought. I'm not going to lie. I kind of think they even kept Cheryl just so she could meet Cheryl Cole. Oh, yeah. Oh, that I was totally, very nice of them. I believe that. Yeah. yeah. I want. I think they wanted a moment. Yeah, they wanted um, a moment. So that's how that this last episode ends. Um, so if 
my mind and memory, it's not that great. But if I did my calculations correctly, mm-hmm. this means that Davina is going to go into the finale with three wins under her belt. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was never in the bottom. Oh, she never Bag was. Bag of Chips. She was never in the bottom, yeah. Um, Bag of Chips has also has three wins, mm-hmm. but she was in the bottom once. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Vivian also has three wins. Mm-hmm. And she was in the bottom one time. So... A lot of people are saying that Davina is going to go home with the crown. And after seeing and doing all my math, you know, I it's believe it. funny. Uh, the Vivian, it, it just it goes back and forth with me and her and uh, Davina DeCampo as like, who do I like more? Mm-hmm. But I kind of think that I like uh, Davina DeCampo more just based off of her interaction with Katya because Katya is one of my favorite queens and mm-hmm. I was like I could watch a whole show of Davina DeCampo she's just got like frenetic like weird energy and I think she would and she's she's so like UK punk to me mm-hmm. I I really like her what's your take on Davina DeCampo there Jimmy I yeah I'm kind of with Jamila I don't know like her drag is fine but it's not it's not like it, I'm not necessarily drawn to her drag more than anybody else's, but mm-hmm. she has this like energy and her personality. It's so like, it just draws you in. Like I, it took me a few episodes, but the closer we've got to the bottom and the more screen time that she's had, the more I've fallen in love with her. And like, yeah, like her time with Katya really solidified how much I loved her. Mm-hmm. And I would really, since the prize is a wow presents plus show, <laughs> I would love to see yeah. Davina's wow presents plus show. You know what's so funny is I have to give Davina this. Going into it after my Meet the Queens, I couldn't stand her. I literally hated it. I thought she had one of the worst Meet the Queens videos I've ever seen in my entire life. I hated it, right? And I wanted her to go because they kept playing that stupid laugh she has. And But I'm going to say she, over the course of a few episodes, just won me over. And I'm a big uh, – I stand Davina DeCampo, and I totally retract my hatred for her and uh, go Davina. Even though kind honestly, of a Trinity the Tuck situation. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. Because I mean, Trinity was one of those queens that I I wanted to hate, but I couldn't because mm-hmm. she just just stunned me every time. Yeah, I feel like Davina has like a really a really warm energy to her, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, and but Joe, I was actually. I completely agree with you. Davina was like at the bottom of my list at the yeah. very beginning of this season and everyone loved her and I was like, I truly don't see it. Maybe I should take off my glasses. I don't know what's what's wrong. Yeah. Was she um, above Scaredy Cat? Oh, absolutely. Scaredy Cat was above. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Scaredy Cat, I was um, just get out of here. But, but uh, she was my winner. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really. <laughs> Is that crack you're smoking? It's the, uh, it is. Well, there Missouri are some people baby. who actually like liked her and thought she should win. Is that enough? And watching? all of those fourteen-year-olds had a horrible time when she got eliminated. They, she did. Um, but yeah, I feel like Davina's like confident and somehow still modest. Mm-hmm. Her moment where she's her. where she threw the fit because everyone had, no one had been taking her seriously. I found that so endearing and Me too. Al- like almost relatable. Like I found it very that really relatable. was the moment where like she showed her humanity but not in a way that made her look like an ass and you really were like hell yeah you are. Hell yeah. They they don't know what they're in for. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I 
that was such a great moment. And I don't know if like the editors are just like crafting this beautiful narrative for her win, like they're calculating this or if she really does just have this magnetic personality. But um, yeah, I, I wasn't crazy about her in the beginning either. Like I thought she was annoying. I thought her name was stupid. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, Davina DeCampo, mwah, genius. So smart. <laughs> oh my God, I can't even believe it. Now, Jimmy, here's my... Oh, I'm, I'm setting myself up. I'm, I'll ask you off the air. All right. Uh, any other uh, any other um, rumors there and tea and speculation there, George? I think Evan... I heard Evan's coming back next week. That's the last rumor I heard. Yeah, well. A and, returning queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a return, yeah, returning queen, Evan Ayers. Yeah, you, yeah, and and I, no, everybody. So the listeners are excited. I'm excited. You're excited because uh, I don't know. It's it's it's. I like the feel of the four of you guys being together. It feels like a family. Now, everyone should know. Oh. Over the um, week, I did tell the ladies at the rumor mill that. Um, well, you know, contingent that they sell tickets to the finale, that uh, Afterthought's going to buy tickets for all of us to go to the finale, and I'm going to get an Airbnb, and we're going to have a little L.A. weekend here with the for rumor mill people. For what season? For season 12. Okay. I just, I didn't know if it was um, All-Stars coming on first. They don't do a live, they only do a live finale for the main seasons. If he, if he was like, hey guys, bought some tickets for next week, the finale for UK. Why, why does Jamila sound across the room? <laughs> J- Jamila's Jamila in the other room. Away. <laughs> where, where did you go, Jamila? Sorry, sorry my, my, my microphone came unplugged and I didn't oh. realize it. <laughs> I was like, did Jamila? It sounded like you went Joke to the other room. I completely lost. I was saying it would be a crazy uh, it would be a crazy surprise if you we were buying a ticket to the UK finale. Next oh, yeah, week. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so anyway, and so it's going to be weird when all four of you guys are here all doing, like, like one of the things that you, you're probably like, like, we should go to Mickey's and go to a drag show, and I'm going to be like, I'm going to bed. Because, you know, Evan and I went to a Mickey's drag show, and it's on the ticket, it says it starts at 11. I don't even think it started. It started until midnight, you know? And so I was oh, like, Ugh. Yeah, girl. That's drag shows. Oh, Yeah. Well, why can't they start on time? Why does drag? Why can't drag queen start on time, Jimmy? Why can't these faggots show up on time? No, That's no, I'm telling you, no. please. On time. I get that. I get what you're saying, Jimmy. But I'm saying that the that the room was ready and packed and waiting at eleven, oh. and we were all sitting well, I there. Can't. Yeah, I can't speak for Mickey's. I can't speak for here. None of these gays don't start pre-gaming until eleven, and so we're ready for the show to start. But there isn't a single person yeah, to you tip know what? us. So you're we're right. like, okay, the, well, you know we're what? gonna wait. I get that because again, to show you my old manness, is the Boulay brothers had a Halloween party, and um, I was gonna pay for all of us to go. We people here in LA, and uh, then it, on the ticket it said it started. The doors opened at ten, and I was like, oh fuck that shit. You know, no one's walking <laughs> in that door till one. Okay, yeah. So and it went till four, and I was like, no, no, no. I would have to do a disco nap until like midnight. I have to go to bed like at four p.m. I didn't think things went all. I didn't think things popped off that late in L.A. The bar LA shut down early. The the bar shut down at ten, so they must have like maybe they don't serve alcohol anymore after two. But the party still went to four. Wow. Or I wonder. I think I think it's a weird thing. There could be a way like. Maybe there's some sort of weird thing they can do. I think I think there's like a weird rule where they can't sell alcohol after two, but they could give it away. I'm old, but stopping 
like having last call at 10 o'clock still seems really early to me. Like I'm, I mean, like I love to be in bed by 12, but I feel like 10 just seems like really early. Well, the bars close at two. Last call's not until like one. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you said they closed down at 10. No, they close at two. Um, all right. Uh, any other, any other last words? Jimmy, have you said everything you want to say for the rumor mill today until next week when Evan's back? Um, I just thought I was thinking about this thing that happened in film school and mm-hmm. I was just wondering if, uh, no, I'm good. All right. Jamila, have we gotten all our things that we want to say out? Um, buttholes. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Now I'm done. I'm done. Love them. And, uh, oh, I, I, thought you were, I thought you were a bottom, George. I'm a top, Joe. Oh, bullshit. On that note, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a top. That's right. I have a 28 I size. I waist. didn't sell it. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. I'm on top. Oh, Whoops. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And George, any last words? Do you have anything to say? Um, butthole times two. All right, everyone. Well, we'll see you this week. Evan will return next week, and it goes back to uh, youth corner. Uh, until then, uh, what do you guys say when you leave? Oh, all right. Very good. <laughs> Fuck Joe Batant. Woo! <laughs> you can find Jamila Zara at her lifestyle blog, hi, how are you.com. That's H I G H H O W A R E Y O U dot com. I think Evan does not know how to read. Did you hear the long pause here? George Munoz can be followed on Instagram at the real George Munoz. That's T H E R E A L J O R G E M U N O Z. Oh, by the way, if you if you follow George's stories, there's a good chance you're gonna see his balls uh, on his Instagram stories. I share them once a day. Yeah, she shows them once a day. Follow Evan Ayers on Instagram at Evan M Ayers. That- oh wait, Jimmy, we don't do your plugs. What are your plugs? <clears throat> Follow Jimmy Anti at Jimmy Anti. That's J I M M Y A N T I. E V A N M A Y R E S on Instagram and on Twitter at Nobody Cares. That's N O B O D Y C A Y R E S. The Rumor Mill is an Afterthought Media podcast. <laughs>